0: Folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up, it's Tud. And I'm Obert. And guys, what? Tud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we made no, it to fifty-five. AARP is calling us right now to see if we want to be members. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I know, right? It's, I feel like just you know thirty-four episode, episodes ago we could finally drink, and now. Here
1: we are, already getting senior discounts at the movie theater.
0: That's right. It's almost time to retire. Give me that 60 cent coffee at McDonald's, please. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that. So, yeah, he, oh, you go, Chris. I, I didn't have nothing. anything. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, patrons. touch to um, just, to just went in there, dropped that bomb, and was like, peace out.
2: I'm out. Yeah. I, you know, I just <laughs> kind of laughed and kind of went along with it. No. So uh, welcome to episode 55, folks. Right. This is going to be a great episode. Um, where we talk about beer and then other things afterwards.
0: Yes, yeah, that's the premise. Unlike that's the other fifty-four we, we episodes,
2: do. right? This one just even better though because it's the newest episode. Yeah, right. Until and next it's week, evenly
0: divisible by eleven, which is always a plus.
2: Yes. Yeah. So with that, who's starting off with our drinking? Um, Damn, we're getting right into it.
1: Yeah, right. No messing around this week. <laughs> I'm gonna go first. <laughs> um, I'm sticking. I'm, I'm I'm still on the cocktail train, boys. Nice. So this chugga is like what chugga three
2: chuggas? Chugga 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 chugga. I think so. Ooh, ooh.
1: Choo choo.
2: Chugga 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 You're supposed to like talk.
1: How many chuggas do we need? Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a this is a recipe from CakeAndKnife.com. It's the Tequila Sage Smash. I was looking for a good drink, um, to to kind of bring me into that fall post Labor Day. You know, weather. Um, as things cool off around here in montana
2: someone so, call that autumn
1: yeah yeah i don't i'm not ready to say it's it's autumn just yet you know it's not the 21st of september but it's just definitely we're late summer maybe that's what i should say late summer okay um so yeah this one aka
0: autumn
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're not <laughs> autumn yet no we i'm not giving up on summer just yet. yeah
0: all those folks that are already drinking your pumpkin spice and dressing up in Halloween costumes, just please stop. Just stop it.
2: Oh, on a, on a quick tangent here. Did you see the people who are decorating trees already, but they're decorating them in Halloween, like, attire? Like, they're dressing them up as Scooby-Doo or something? No, like, like they're, like, hanging, like, pumpkins and bats on them and ghosts and... They're putting so the like
1: Christmas they, lights up, but they're just all purple and orange.
2: Right, so they're getting Christmas <laughs> trees, but they're decorating them with Halloween decorations. Uh, I haven't seen this.
1: This seems like a suburban Connecticut type of problem that you might might encounter up there.
2: I, I don't I don't know. I just, I, I gotta tell people out there, if you're one of those people, stop it and stop it <laughs> right now. <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts in general on Halloween? I feel like one of us probably has a different mentality on it than the other one of us because he's got a vested interest in it. But I would say that I'm, I, eh, I take it or leave it. It's a day where I have to give up free candy to people who knock on my door and bother me while I'm trying to watch TV.
0: I mean, you could turn the light off. You don't have to. You could just pretend like you're not home and eat all the candy yourself. That is true.
1: Well, then they—that the problem is that you get tricks. That's the only problem with that approach. Right. I don't want to get uh, egged.
2: Yeah. And now as a homeowner, like I have to take care of the egging if that happens. Before, <laughs> I could just tell Ben, like, hey, take care of this. Somebody egged your house. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, they tricked us. <laughs> uh, I mean... I I don't dislike Halloween uh, and especially with a kid now it's it's like kind of fun to go out but with my kid like I I don't know I don't get anything out of handing out candy nor do I I don't dress up so um, but seeing CJ as a dinosaur last year was really cute so that's you know that's fun. Um, I do uh, not that I have an issue I mean everybody has their own thing but like I don't understand why like grown adults. Are like dressing up and like they have thirty one costumes for all every day in October and things of that nature.
1: Do you know people who do that?
0: Yes, yes, really? I know. You do I know one. I know at least one. Yes. So can we wow. can not, we name names? No, I'm not putting. They, my know, who they, on the pod. they know who they yeah, are. They know who they are. They know who they are. But yeah. Dana. So that. <laughs> no, Dana <laughs> loves Dana loves Halloween. She loves handing out the candy. She loves seeing all the little kids and this that and the other thing. So you know, we she gets all excited and gets all the candy and then I eat most of the candy and you know, it is what it is. But but yeah, the, the folks that dress up and like get watch Hocus Pocus four hundred times and things of that nature. I don't get it, but hey, teach your own. Fun fact it makes them happy
2: seen, so I've never seen Hocus Pocus.
1: Me neither. Yeah. I don't know what the big deal is. I had never heard oh, of it really? before today, honestly.
0: What? Oh okay. So even like you gotta watch it. It's pretty it's I mean I watch it like once every Halloween. It's it's pretty entertaining.
1: Maybe I'll I'll watch it for our, our October Festipalooza episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like, Chris, you or, are that person that you're like saying, like, I don't like these people because you just said you watch this movie every every Halloween. I watch it like once every Halloween.
0: Like Late
1: you know. is it we're talking about the difference here between late October and starting your Halloween, you know, like in mid September.
0: Right. Yes.
1: You Because know? you know that these people the ones that you're talking about, Todd. Which you know, hey, whatever flows your boat. I'm not going to judge. But you know that November first, they're swapping out those Draculas for uh, for Santa Claus. They're, they're- <laughs> there's
2: there's already places around here that have some like Christmas decorations, like out and about. Yeah,
1: I think starting in September is a little insane.
2: Yeah, but, it's too early. But I will um, say, w- when it comes to Halloween, the one fun fact for people out there, and they should start looking now. A lot of breweries happen to be open on Halloween and they happen to have like costume parties where they give away like gift certificates and stuff to the brewery for whoever dresses up in the best costume. So keep an eye on your local favorite brewery and going there and get ready for your costume so you can win that sweet, sweet gift card.
0: Oh, that is pretty cool. Yeah. I should That's... dress CJ up. Use him. Maybe he'll win a gift certificate to the brewery. <laughs> what, what is he going to be this year? Uh, we haven't decided yet. I have no idea. So you only have like a month and a half left. That's that's a long time to get a, a, a toddler's costume.
1: <laughs> so the tequila sage smash. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Flawless Wait, we were transition. talking about we were talking about a drink it's, first. You know, we we cut the intro short so they could kind of just introduce my drink and then go back to our intro. So <laughs> the tequila sage smash. So if you've ever had a cocktail that has smash in the name, all that really means is the ingredients are muddled. So
2: Oh, you didn't take it with you didn't take the ingredients and smash it with a hammer.
1: I mean, you basically do, except instead of a hammer, you use a wooden stick with a flat end, and you just grind it, grind it up. But
2: <laughs> it doesn't sound like spinning something with a hammer.
1: <laughs> so this drink, I'm going to read the the faithful recipe, and then I'll tell you how I did it. So again, cakeandknife.com. This is uh, three sage leaves, two lime wheels, two ounces of tequila, half an ounce of cointreau, quarter ounce of agave syrup. Um, so for astute listeners who you know have listened and. No, their cocktails. You'll recognize that this is basically a margarita. You have the lime, you have the triple sec, you have the tequila, and they have some agave as the sweetener, um but with the sage added. um I don't know if you guys have used sage in any cooking or drinking recipes before.
2: I've had it in a few drinks before. Not not in my doing. People just added it in. It yeah. looks like a pine tree, right? Like a branch of a pine tree.
1: No, um, it's more like a flat, broad leaf. That's like felty feeling.
2: Oh, then maybe not. Yeah.
1: Um, but it's a very subtle flavor. So I think this recipe would work really well. They didn't specify on here, but it would work really well with a uh, Blanco tequila. I used my um, Reposado Mezcal, the Zignum brand. Uh, it's, for a Mezcal, it's very smooth. There's not really any smoky flavor at all. But I thought that the flavor specifically of that Mezcal would complement the earthiness of the sage Um, and that those herbal notes, I thought they would go really well together. Uh, you'll also notice if you listen to those ingredients that that is basically a classic cocktail, classic cocktails, you use two ounces of liquor. Uh, I've made them before, but for my large glasses, I like to take my nice pictures for the Instagram on that's not enough. So I typically, this time I made this recipe a double just to fill the glass up, uh, more presentable for pictures. But if you ordered this in a bar. That would be about how much liquor they would give you.
0: Nothing, nothing like, wrong with ordering a double. No. I was gonna say, are you happy? Instagram Obert has to drink more. I know to make better pictures for you. Okay. Yeah.
1: Right. It was, it was a real <laughs> struggle. Yeah. Um. But all right, let's see. Let's see how it is here.
0: A lot of tequila coming on the show recently, and you, you know,
1: think... it's it's funny. Yeah. I I was thinking about that too when I picked this drink out. Um. But it just caught my eye, and yeah, this is like we've had what four or three tequila drinks and. Three weeks now?
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised Chris has not brought a tequila drink on yet. I'm not, because I don't really like tequila.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I can confidently say, Chris, I think that you would like this drink. Okay. Um, it's it's the sweetness of that agave really goes well. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that I have an orange peel as a garnish in here, too, with a little lime wedge garnish. Again, mostly for the Insta. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's that tequila flavors with a really strong sage aroma i get the aroma a lot more than the flavor on this but um all in all this is a good late summer drink i would say here um as the as the days are a little cooler maybe this is like hoodie and shorts weather you know we've mm. all been there when you got shorts on at the beginning of the day things get a little cooler you put on the hoodie that's when you make this cocktail
2: so like autumn dressing autumn clothing
1: maybe yeah new england autumn montana late
0: summer <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> there you go yeah and
0: and north carolina december 15th yeah right <laughs> that's yeah that's
2: your christmas dire right
1: yeah i'm gonna give this a um four and a half on my cocktail scale out of five there's room for improvement here but um i think i'm get, gonna give my my pictures of it a five. It looks pretty good in pictures. So yeah,
0: was pretty sweet. You got to pay attention on show this, show this one, some love guys.
2: Right. I did it it for you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, You you actually took a lot of time to do that. So give it some likes people.
1: Yeah. So with that, I'm going to, I'm going to hand it off to our next photogenic drink, which uh, Ted, why don't you take it off
2: here? So if, if anybody who does follow our Instagram, they saw on Friday that I received a certain package in the mail from a co-host of ours, uh, Jordan from Wreck My Podcast. He sent me out some beers, and in the box, he happened to include a beer that I was really looking forward to, which is Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA by El Segundo Brewing Company. Um, Anybody who knows who Stone Cold Steve Austin is, this is his beer. Uh, This is the beer that he worked with El Segundo to create. It is a 6.7% IPA designed by Steve Austin and brewed by El Segundo Brewing Company. Nice. Um, but as you can see and I'll hold it up to the, the camera, it's filtered. So it's not a New England style IPA. It's just it's you know, it's something drinkable that, you know, Stone Cold himself will drink all the time. So Stone Cold, um, he plugs this all the time on his podcast, and in his words, I'm gonna take a swig for the working man. That's me.
0: Somebody swig I'm, there. I'm the working man.
2: <laughs> well, that's that's not bad. You know, I was a little when I saw the color of the beer, I was a little bit, you know. Confused as to what it was going to taste like because it's brewed with Citra Cascade and Chinook, so I was figuring it to be a little bit hazy, but it's not. This is this is really good. It's definitely your uh, standard IPA. um They're using the hops as more of like for like the earthy tones than they are for the the fruit undertones. Mm. So it's it really kind of just tastes like you know just a standard like kind of almost like a Sierra Nevada pale ale. But
1: when you said those hops, that's what it sounded like
2: to me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so kind of like a Sierra Nevada pale ale with like you know it's just a lot of uh, piney and earthy notes. Nice, nice, solid beer though, uh, and I love the can art. And obviously, I'm a big Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. If anybody, as anybody who knows me knows that, I'd give this give it probably like a four. I I'd drink this yeah. again in a heartbeat.
1: Nice. What is like? Are there any fun like Stone Cold things on the that it says in the bottle?
2: So it says. Broken Skull IPA, a badass 6.7% India Pale Ale designed by S- Steve Austin and El Segundo Brewing Company for the Working Man and Woman. It features Citra Cascade and Chinook Hops to deliver a big flavor and an easy finish. Now stop reading and start enjoying this awesome beer. Cheers, Steve.
1: Okay, sounds like he just wants you to get right to the point. Then.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got a skull on it. It's got his name on it. But, you know, It almost skull-
1: sounds like they asked him, like, hey, what do you want people to, like know about the story of this beer and he's like I just want him to stop reading and start drinking (laughs) like okay then
0: it's a very Stone Cold thing
2: yeah Stone Cold doesn't wait to drink beer he drinks beer before, during and after kicking your ass Mm. Yeah, but but yeah uh, thanks again to Jordan for uh, sending this over it's a great little find that I have in my hand
0: a great little find that he found for you
2: Hey, I'm taking all the credit for this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Chris, take us home.
0: Uh, all right. So I'm also drinking a beer. Surprise, surprise. Which wrestler made your beer? Um, No, I don't think anyone, but let's just say it was Andre the Giant made this beer. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. But anyways, this is from anybody uh, want Knee Deep Brewing Company. I think we've all had some Knee Deep stuff before.
1: Yeah, they yeah, have they, like Breaking Bud. I've seen all over. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other big name ones?
2: Hoptologist, uh, yeah. Double IPA, Simtra, Triple IPA, uh, Looplin River. Mm.
1: I guess Breaking Bud is the only one I've seen regularly of those.
0: Yeah, Hoptologist uh, is pretty will good. will work for hops. I think is one from Knee Deep. Um,
2: they also have one called Manjuice. Mm. So interesting, uh, but th- <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that one that one I don't know about. Uh, but this is called. Oopsie dazy, so uh, and it's kind of funny, at least to me, because on there there's like a little comic strip almost of someone on a forklift accidentally knocking over a uh fermenting tank and pouring the beer directly into that guy's glass. So
1: you got to know there's a story behind that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a happy accident! Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Well, that's why it's oopsie hazy.
1: and it's written in like that, like comic, yeah, like. like- Bam!
0: Like, yeah, like the big
1: exclamatory, like speech bubble.
0: Exactly. Like old school
2: Batman. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, like a comic book. Um, And for those of you that don't know, it kind of speaks to me a little bit only because I've been operating forklifts and stuff for the better part of what, 12 years now. So it's, uh, it's just kind of like, ah, I would never do that silly person on this beer can.
1: Yeah, you've almost been operating a forklift for as long as you were in school.
0: Yeah, that's silly.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> uh, um but nice, nice hazy style IPA. Ooh, that looks delicious. Could, yeah, it looks awesome. It's only a little baby can, so who knows? Maybe I might I <laughs> only might have re- to get another. A little
1: one. baby regular size 12 ounce can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks so small in my monstrous hands now. Um but nice I get like a like guava. Guava, kind of mango kind of smell, like those tropical, tropical fruit smells. hazy IPA. Yeah, on the nose. And I'm pretty excited because the Knee Deep stuff that I have had before, which, of course, we couldn't remember, um, was really, really good. They're just a solid brewery all around. So uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to go ahead and
2: jump into this. So I'm assuming based on you know, Knee Deep's history of making decent beer that, that, that I think Chris is going to like this one.
0: Yeah, I
1: agree. I think this is going to be a crowd-blazer.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: It it definitely, definitely is. Um, Based on the smell, I expected it to be sweeter than it is, but it's got nice uh, tropical fruit flavors, like I was talking about. Like, I can taste the mango, I can taste the guava, things of that nature. But then it hits you pretty pretty heavily with with a good amount of bitterness on it. So, I don't know what the IBU is, but... oh. Doesn't say on the can. But anyways. Uh but anyways. But it's it's got a decent amount of bitterness and like some more earthy tones, like towards the middle into the end. So uh really solid beer though. Not too it's a relatively easy drinker. Uh well I say that it's six point eight percent. but but I mean it's not it's not overly heavy. And it's only it's a baby got, can, so it's, it's only a baby can. Really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little small can. It's going to grow up to be a big can one day. Yeah. Uh, but it's really just an uh, easy drinker. I can see drinking this outside, maybe grilling up some steaks for Steak Sunday, you know, out by the grill. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Drinking drinking some delicious uh, oopsie de hazy from Knee Deep. So uh, if I'm going to give this beer a four.
2: It's really good. What do you think uh, the untapped universe thinks of it?
0: Um, 3.9.
2: Three point eight seven. So oh close. damn, I was close. Yeah, oh, very close. Sorry, three point eight two.
0: Oh, okay. I was so not. As I close. was way
2: way off now. <laughs> uh, Completely wrong. You should be ashamed of yourself. In yeah. fact, you're voted off the podcast. Goodbye.
1: So, do you oh. would you say that on this is a four, but it's closer to a three seven five than it is a four two five for you? Uh, yes. Like um, you guessed, it was going to be under a four.
0: Uh yeah, I I guessed it was going to be under a four. Um, but I mean yeah I guess it would be it's it's not like i guess it would be like a three point like nine
1: yeah yeah like just what you said yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah right, oh wow that uh, <laughs> 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 but my uh on for chris yeah oh man my my head is my my head's exploded from all the colts winning football today but <laughs> uh it's a really really cool can art, uh really good, really good beer, um, I wish it was a big can, not a baby can, but uh but Check it out. We'll put pictures, and I'll put um, kind of like a little video of the whole can so you can read the whole comic strip on it. So, <laughs> Very nice. nice. Yeah. So, Todd, I think you said we had some complaints from Brother of the Pod about a missing segment that has gone absent.
2: Yeah, he complains about a lot of things, so you'd have to, you'd have <laughs> to fill me in on what exactly he was complaining about.
0: Have to have to dial it in, you know? Uh, so... From what I understand, he was missing our while we traverse segment where we go over weird drinking laws from from the 50 states in this great great nation of ours.
1: yeah, he wasn't the only one. I was missing him too. I know we like took a little break. It's good to kind of mix it back in though. I think we're ready to to learn some more weird beer laws.
2: Okay. yeah he he felt like you know if you had to travel the u s. that he really wanted to know these weird laws, so when he happened to enter state X,YZ that you know he wasn't breaking any laws.
0: That's the fifty second state of the United States okay well i think we can help him out if he ever decides to traverse outside of connecticut and you know get back into the swing of things because uh we're picking it up uh with state number 21 which is illinois and which was actually uh Became part of the United States on my brother's birthday, but in 1818. Your brother's really old. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) My brother's as old as Illinois. (laughs) But their weird drinking law is uh, just recently in 2017, Illinois raised the penalty from a business offense fine to a class four felony to import 45 liters or more of liquor into the state without a license to do so. That means if you bring more than 108 liters of wine or 118 liters of beer into the state without going through the proper hoops, you're looking at a minimum of one year in jail. Yikes. (laughs) Wow. (laughs)
1: Gotta stop all those run runners from Canada bringing all that
0: (laughs) beer and
2: wine in. Is this a one time at one time or is this over the life of you?
1: Well, this is for commercial. So it's not like just if you're bringing it home this is if you're going to resell
2: it. Mm. I mean, maybe or maybe if you go to a big treehouse release. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd like to I'd like to imagine that it's like you're only capped at bringing 118 bottles of wine into the state for your entire life. <laughs> like Once you, you reach punch, that maximum, you you're card. screwed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, well, so yeah you gotta, you have a big wedding and you're hosting and you have all these wine bottles for your guests.
0: You
2: better watch out. Right. <laughs> You're, all of a sudden, you're not going to be able to buy any more wine going forward. Ooh, that's rough. Uh,
0: next up is number 22, which is Alabama. And if you're trying to find any beer bottles larger than 16 ounces, you won't have any luck in Alabama. Any beer bottles larger than 16 ounces are not allowed in the state. Plus, you'll have to choose your county wisely as there are still many dry counties throughout the state. Oh, and provocative or profane labels are strictly prohibited. So,
1: <laughs> No nuttiness
0: <not laughs> there. Yeah. No naughty nurse, right?
1: Um I did want to follow up real quick from episode forty. Here we are, you know, fifteen episodes later. I still uh-huh. have never seen a forty in Montana. So mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I've been keeping it. Have my you been looking? Out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um so maybe we have the same kind of law where you can't have these large bottles of beer.
0: Oh, we'll have to figure we'll have to find out a long time ago on while we traverse. Or a long time in the future on while <laughs> we traverse. Uh, so next up is uh, number 23, which is Maine, which I am surprised. I don't know why. I just assumed Maine was going to be way earlier. Well, I used to be part of Massachusetts.
2: Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Mm, this is when yes. they finally said, Massachusetts, we've had enough of that. We want to be Mainers instead of mass holes. <laughs> yep, that's what they
0: said. Uh, and uh, so in Maine, establishments are not allowed to sell alcohol on Sundays before 9 a.m., Unless that is, it's if Saint Patrick's Day happens to fall on a Sunday, <laughs> then al- alcohol is allowed to be sold as early
2: as six a.m. Ooh, so, a whole three hours earlier! That's that's pretty good.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I, I think it, I like that exception though. I'm glad they wrote that into the law.
0: Well, I know I was like, I think that's <laughs> just that's a that's a good thing to write in there because you know, imagine waking waking up at five a.m. or six a.m. on a on Saint Patrick's Day and not being able to go buy beer. That would be the worst. Uh, yeah, I don't understand. So thank God
2: for that. <laughs> I would just love to like be like a fly on the wall of like when they were deliberating that bill, and so, <laughs> and somebody was like, "No, no, screw that! St. Patrick's Day, we want to be able to start drinking at six a.m."
0: Yeah. Now, do you, do you think they were like writing that law, and then they like looked at the calendar, like, "Wait a minute, hold <laughs> on, this upcoming St. Patrick's Day is on Sunday. Oh no, we can't do." Yeah. Well.
1: I kind of think maybe they had forgot about St. Patrick's Day, Hall, so and they had to revise the law one year later. <laughs>
0: like, wait, we can't. Oh, wait, this one.
1: We can't. We can't allow this. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: next up is Missouri, and in Missouri, simply put, no one is permitted to put drugs into alcoholic drinks, which seems like a good one to keep. <laughs> but oddly enough, in not. Natchez, Missouri. It is unlawful to provide beer or other intoxicants to elephants. And in St. Louis, Missouri, it is illegal to sit on the curb of any city street and drink beer from a bucket. Good to know. <laughs> See, this is what I envisioned this segment to be: is stuff like that. Like, yeah, unlawful to provide beer or other like intoxicants to elephants to elephants like what did you do missouri like right what happened yeah uh,
2: yeah it was like barnum and bailey in town and they were like you know force feeding these elephants bud light like
1: well we'll never forget the like the the great elephant stampede of 1912 where missouri had (laughs) a drunk elephants running around
0: (laughs) yeah it it makes me wonder like how many elephants are in missouri like i don't know how many
2: how many times an elephant get drunk for it to be a problem that they had yeah. to make a law about it. All right, no
0: more. We got to outlaw this. <laughs> this is a, enough is enough.
2: <laughs> can't, right. can't walk around the, the streets of our town without drunk elephants just wandering yeah. around. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, the man. great state of Missouri has wild elephants. Yeah, exactly. That's where they're, that's where they're from. They're from, yeah. that's Missouri <laughs> Richard, Yeah, The great
0: Missourian elephant. Uh, so last on our segment, uh, which brings us halfway through... The United States, mind you, is uh, Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah, Arkansas. So get ready to be schooled in Arkansas if you are older than eighteen but younger than twenty-one, and you are caught with alcohol, you will not only get a fine but you'll also have to write a themed essay on liquor, wine, or beer.
1: That huh. seems like an interesting punishment. I know. Have you guys ever see the movie Life of Brian? It's a Monty yes. Python movie. There's one point uh-uh. where the the uh, Roman guards capture uh, catch somebody writing like. Go home, Romans. On the wall, and in like graffiti, and so yeah. he, he make he, the punishment is make him write "Go home, Romans" like hundreds and hundreds of times all over the wall. <laughs> this seems like that kind of uh, thing where it's like you know, okay, we're gonna catch you with alcohol. We're gonna set write make you write an essay on how to brew beer.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. So you so, can learn how cool it is. So fun fact: um, in sophomore year of college, we got caught on Eastern's campus with alcohol and because Eastern's a dry campus, they have punishments like this too. So my punishment and everybody's punishment who got caught was we had to write an essay about why underage drinking was bad. Now keep in mind, one of the people who got caught drinking was 22 years old. So so he even had to write the same essay. Even though he was overage. Yeah, even though he was like, well, it doesn't matter to me. Like I should be allowed to drink a beer if I want to drink a beer. Right, that sucks.
0: <laughs> What'd you get for a grade?
2: You know, they never gave me my uh, feedback on it, so I'm <laughs> assuming that they probably just looked at it, said I or saw that I gave them something, and then threw it away. Mm, that sucks.
1: I'd like to assume uh, it's like
2: in their example essays of the good one to write. Like, <laughs> this is
1: one of our best examples from Michael Tedesca.
2: So I, I will, I will be truthfully honest on our podcast, as always. I did not actually write my own essay to that. I um, I convinced a friend to write it for me while i was at work one day wow how
1: much beer did because you wow. bribe them with
2: <laughs> uh none none i just asked and they said okay and that was oh. the end of that
0: it was well i mean ha got you i work for eastern and I uh, a, a long suspicion. <laughs> 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 we had a sneaking su- suspicion you didn't write that so your your degree is now void so uh, sorry does that mean they get to stop calling my house and asking me for donations? No, no, no. no. That will always do that. happen. You should, you should definitely give us money. And also, you still have to pay your student loans because that sucks too. But, yeah. But you don't have a degree anymore. So, sorry. My hands are tied. Damn. I guess it's time to go <laughs> flip burgers. Should have should have taken that, that more seriously. But there it is. While we we are now halfway through traversing our this great nation and... Uh, so that means you know five more episodes, and then who knows? Maybe we'll move to maybe we'll move up to Canada. Go go there, you know. i have always been <laughs> curious
1: about those weird beer laws in the Yukon Territory, or none of it. What's we'll find
2: out. <laughs> uh, we'll have to we'll have to find out. So, so guys, I've got a stupid question, but um, I have to say, I I I think I think this is a good one, but I don't think it's as stupid as this person thinks it might be.
1: So this is a stupid or not so stupid question. Correct.
2: So so part of this. <laughs> Part of this is I want you guys to tell me if you think it's a stupid question, but I also want you to answer it, too. Okay. So this is by uh, Reddit user Das Evoli, and he says, would it be possible to survive the rest of your life, let's just say in rough years it's 50 years, in an abandoned Walmart? All items are still there, but it doesn't get any deliveries. Now- Assuming there's electricity.
1: Where, where did you find this online? Reddit. This is on the subreddit, no stupid questions? Correct. So it's implied already that it's not a stupid question.
2: Well, yeah, I think but I think it's a playoff of like stupid questions. Okay.
1: <laughs> Fifty years in a Walmart, can you live there? Just with the things you find inside Walmart? Correct. Correct. And let's just say maybe this is a Walmart that has like the outdoor like uh garden center. Because that's gonna go a long way. If you have the dirt and you got the seeds.
2: Mm. Let's, for for the sake of the argument, let's say it does have this.
1: Because I think right there, you know, that's going to last you a long time. Are
2: you going to cultivate right. the inside of the Walmart?
1: It's just going to be like the Martian. We just got to put down some potting soil, plant some potato seeds, and then... Poop on poop on it? Exactly. You just got to circulate your own stuff through, and uh, bada-bing, bada-boom, 50 years later, you win free Walmart stuff for life, I guess.
0: <laughs> what do you think, I mean, Chris? I I... Th- Uh, I mean, I think even without cultivation, there might be enough food to last that long, but you'd, I don't know, you'd have to like plan it out because I assume you have to, you want to get the perishable stuff first and move your way back. I don't know. That's a lot of, I mean, that's a lot of food. That's a lot of food to go through and like. There's plenty of toilet paper, so that's not, that's not an issue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, then again, is it 50 years worth of toilet paper? I don't know. I mean, it depends. Chris is going
1: aisle through aisle <laughs> by aisle down the Walmart. He's like, it's right, 50 years worth of DVDs? Sure, <laughs> I won't get bored.
2: <laughs> I, I would have to say that I don't think it's 50 years worth of toilet paper. I think you'd probably run out after probably year three. Year three? I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I mean. I, I, th- I think, think it you,
1: depends on if you're male or female.
2: Honestly, uh, I think you underestimate true. the amount of toilet paper that you go through.
1: I think as a yeah, yeah, single about. guy living by myself, I have a pretty good estimate of how little toilet paper I have. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be fine for fifty years.
0: Yeah, because like one roll, one roll is like what two weeks? I don't know, month. You gotta start writing the
1: date on the inside of the roll, Chris, and so then you <laughs> can <laughs> test this theory.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we have we have somebody we can ask. How long does your toilet paper roll last, Obert?
1: I don't know. I haven't been keeping the date. Maybe I should start. Maybe I should start yeah. writing on the side, like, the day I change the roll, and we'll find out.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of curious. Now I'm kind of curious. I want to know how long is it going to go through Maybe I should start, like,
1: my own Instagram feed for my toilet paper roll. I just post a picture every day of how much <laughs> of it is left. Ca-
2: Captain's log. I have lost three squares today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I accidentally ripped one in half. I was very upset.
2: <laughs> no, I'm I'm saying write it from the roles perspective. Oh oh yeah.
0: So the user ripped one in half. <laughs> very upset.
2: There you go. All fixed. I believe the user ate ate Mexican food last night. <laughs> I, I don't I don't it plan was, on lasting for very much longer. It devast- <laughs> it was a devastating day.
1: I just like the idea of like when you get down to the end and you know when you have like you know you're like Peeling the last pieces that are attached to the card, the cardboard, mm. just the the toilet paper being at his deathbed, just like it's so. My time has finally
2: come. <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> cruel world. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah. Know. Look if there's, up, if there's
1: interest in me starting up that Instagram feed. Maybe I will. We'll figure it out. We'll
0: see. <laughs> I, I was mean, gonna say, look up Obert TP on Insta, and
2: uh, <laughs> or whatever it's gonna end up being. I so Robert right.
1: underscore TP, yeah, we it could, it could make that happen.
2: I think that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm actually shocked that this conversation went this way. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, because my next stupid question plays right into this. Oh, how much TP do you think? Does anyone else find that pooping with your pants completely off is different? Is a different experience than pooping with them completely on? When you say completely on, you mean like around your ankles, right? <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of the argument, let's that, say yes, because he did not clarify. But I'm going to go with yes. Completely on, yeah. There's a big difference. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, it is, it is, uh, it is, I don't know. I haven't done it very often, I guess. Like, I always have undies on, I feel,
2: but I'm trying to think. Like, you don't pull, like, a Costanza and get completely naked in the bathroom?
0: I don't. Think so? No. <laughs> uh, How about you,
1: Ted? What do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's a different experience. You're, you're less, you're less constricted. So, like, if you want to, like, you know, spread your ankles apart more, you're capable of doing that because there's not, there's not like, you know, something between your legs stopping that from occurring.
1: I'm just mm. imagining, Ted. You know the, um, that Russian dance where you like squat down and kick your legs out. I'm Imagine ted with his arms crossed on the toilet, just like hey, 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 hey. I wouldn't be able to do this with pants on. Trying <laughs> to doing the can can on the can.
2: Hey, that's 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 life's ultimate goal, right? Like, yeah, that's what everybody strives for. I mean, I I will say that ninety nine percent of the time when I'm pooping, I have uh, the squatty potty with me. So, you know, well, yeah, be... obviously. It'd be really interesting to try to do the can-can dance and stand on the and sit and squat on the squat or the potty squatty, squatty <laughs> potty.
0: The potty, squatty squatty, potty? <laughs> squatty
2: potty. Squatty potties
0: about, are life changers, right there.
2: How about you, Obert? Yeah,
1: I think to your point, it's it's all about you. Could you can really get the spread a lot more with no mm. no pants on for sure.
2: So much like you pictured me doing that, I pictured you as like. Doing like the walk walk like an Egyptian dance. Like with like your legs spread out each way. <laughs>
1: Just rocking out on the toilet. Yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah, much. That's right. Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that one. <laughs> yes. Well
2: see, you, you wanted to say that, you know, there was no such thing as a stupid question. I needed to prove you were wrong. <laughs>
1: All right, so with that, it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Our 3 handles on our frosty mug of wisdom, where we tell you things that will make your life better just trust us
2: <laughs> I mean I will say one of the one of the hand, one of the past handles was a squatty body yeah was that your handle or was that Chris's handle it was Chris's handle for sure which is that what
1: inspired you to get yours
2: no I had one beforehand
1: okay well you could have said yes and that would have been a lot more interesting but uh, I'm glad <laughs> you're being honest
2: do you not have one
1: no, no, I have this own method where I just do like this like dance where I kick my legs out and sing Russian
2: songs. So. <laughs>
1: it seems to work better for me.
2: I feel like you're missing the boat and you should like go back a couple episodes and click on our Amazon affiliate link that brings you right to the Swati potty and buy it.
1: Maybe I should. Yeah. That's not a bad idea.
2: Yeah. They're amazing.
1: So on that pivot, why don't we start with Tud? this week Ted. why don't you grab that that frosty mug off our shelf and fill it with some wisdom
2: sure let me just let me reach up there pull it off the top shelf
1: i guess if it's frosty mug maybe you should take it out of our frost our wisdom
2: freezer right but it's on the top (laughs) it's on it's on the top shelf of the wisdom freezer
1: oh okay good i'm glad glad we're on the same visual wavelength here
2: because you know we all know bottom load freezers are for the birds so
1: that's way more efficient The, the cold air doesn't all fall out when you open the door
2: yeah but everything that's at the bottom of the freezer gets stuck underneath all the other shit on the bottom of the freezer or that's on top of it in the freezer so all of a sudden you look down at the bottom and you're like oh look there's a reese's peanut butter cup that you know i lost it's been on cold
1: matter. storage since 2012
2: right <laughs> so uh my handle this week is going to be a a i'm you know i'm just going to broaden the spectrum i'm just going to say a Robovac. We recently bought a Eufy Robovac off of Woot.com hashtag prior handle, and we set it up uh, today actually, and started to use it. And the thing is great. All you do is um, you go on the app and you hit start, and it just wanders around your house and cleans. Or you can tell it's it's also a Amazon Echo. Empowered, so you can actually just tell Alexa to start cleaning your house with that as well. And there's also a remote, so in case you wanted to drive it around the house while it was cleaning, you can direct it, DJ Roomba style. DJ Roomba style, correct. You can, (laughs) but like with like a remote control, like you can control, like basically like an RC car that cleans around your house. That just goes really slow. This is the mine. Was pretty fast. I mean, I wouldn't call it you know RC car fast. fast, right? Yeah. But it's it's performing a, a valuable life function, which nice. is keeping my house clean.
1: Yeah, I could see now you're like accidentally like, oops, I spilled some cereal. And while you're sitting at the kitchen table in the morning, you just pull out your phone and you're like, <laughs> get over here, robot slave. <laughs> clean my mess.
2: We did we did name it Jeeves. You're allowed to name it. So I named it Jeeves because I figured that it was providing a, a valuable life service and it was more like a butler. So, And then we you could also uh, set schedules so it can clean while like during the week while you're not home so we have it set up to to vacuum our house while we're not here
1: but it's only on the one floor right they haven't made these that can go up and downstairs yet i assume
2: right they do have ones that have mopping features in it though too oh wow Mm. we did not buy that one yeah
1: so maybe just periodically you'll just bring it upstairs
2: you could do that um or you know Maybe just buy two one for upstairs one for downstairs yeah and use and use our awesome Amazon affiliate link to do so and buy two while you're at it
1: yeah and then you know some for Christmas gifts your basement your car whatever right
2: <laughs> your, your pastor your grandma's pastor <laughs> yeah There you go
1: all right um I'm gonna steal this frosty mug if you don't mind handing it on off
2: yeah I was gonna give it to Chris though but I'll give it to you instead
1: thank you I yeah I wanted to jump right in here with my middle handle. This week, I have a game that I know the three of us have all played before because I've played it with both of you, and that's the game Codenames. Oh, Codenames? Nice. Yeah. Also, as as wife of the podcast, Caitlin would refer to it, Codenames. <laughs> and uh, I still call it Codenames to this day.
2: Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, me, th- me three.
1: But Codenames is a really fun party game. You can play with anywhere between three and... I don't know, 10 people. Mm. It works best with six, but anywhere around there, you'll be fine. It's a really fun game because it kind of relies on your ability to get your think how your friends are thinking. You know, you have to get your friends to the premise of the game is you have to get your teammates to guess a word based on one word clues you give them. And there's a whole bunch of words on the board that you have to give them clues to get. And so your goal is to kind of link these random abstract words together with one word clues. Mm. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And I played it last night. It was a great time. It's my first time in a long time. But for me, it's one of my go-to party games for just hanging out around the kitchen table, having fun with your friends or family.
2: So for our older listeners out there, would you say it's similar to like the guessing game of Taboo?
1: In a way, yeah. That's not a bad analogy it's unique though it's like you know it's um but if you like taboo there's a good chance you like this game it, it kind of stretches both your vocabulary and your connection with your teammates so it's like a fun way to if you like are playing with new friends or maybe extended family or even if you're playing with people you have a really close connection with and are on the same wavelength it's a good way to kind of just bond as teammates so that's why that's one of the things i really like about it and it's just fun it's, it's like you know, one of those games that you just keep wanting to play another round, another round.
0: Yeah, it's a ton of fun. I think the first time I'd played it was maybe at my wedding? I think so. Uh, I think that's when I introduced you to it. Yeah. That was and, 100% my first time. And it's it's a, it's a great game. And like Obert was saying, and it's funny, like, when you work with a team for a long time, or if, you like, Obert and I are on the same team, it's like you could say something ridiculous and... The other person's gonna pick it up after a while after getting to know how everybody thinks it's it's a really fun game i really enjoy it yeah um
1: so with that chris why don't you uh fill it up fill up our mug rest of the way
0: okay yeah i'll mine's not as fun as a a, a servant robot or a buying really fun... a
1: tombstone
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 way to way to harsh. Do buzz, it now dude.
1: because we're all gonna die.
0: <laughs> you got to prepare for the future, and the future is death. No, we're. I want
2: to talk about this. Uh, this took a wrong turn. <laughs>
1: Turbo tax. Everybody does taxes.
2: <laughs> you, you only have you only have to do two things in life: pay taxes and die. <laughs> yeah, there you
1: go. Will two handles. handles for each. <laughs> <laughs> two handles. There we go. um
0: No, I. I recently ran into a conundrum. For the last few years, I haven't really been able to watch football because I've been working weekends or some kind of weird hybrid schedule. So, for the first time in a few years, I've actually had Sundays off to watch football. So Woo-hoo, I was like, "Man, th- this is awesome! This is great! Yeah, and and steak." Uh, <laughs> I'm like, "This is awesome." However, I have no way of watching football, so so that was a big bummer. Nope. Luckily. Nope. Luckily, I was able to sign up for Sling TV. It's really not that expensive when you think about how expensive cable and you know even NFL Sunday ticket. Think about how expensive that stuff is. Sling TV is like 25, 35 bucks a month. I think I pay thirty five bucks a month for the sports package and all that, and I get Red Zone, I get NFL Network. Uh, I can watch some of the other games. Plus, I get like a bunch of like other sports channels, and it's like really cool. I really like Red Zone because. I don't know. I hate watching like just the Falcons game or just the Carolina Panthers game or whatever. So having the ability to have someone automatically jump from game to game to game, showing the most interesting stuff is really cool. Uh, so Sling TV, I know it's going to turn into Red Zone, but <laughs> primarily Sling TV. Uh, you can watch it on your phone. So if I have to go to the bathroom while watching football, I can just pull it up on my phone and watch in the, in the bathroom. While sitting on it. With my pants sitting on the squatty potty, while sitting on the squatty potty with my pants around my ankles, (laughs) (laughs) using using unable to dance, yeah, (laughs) able to do, yeah, unable to do touchdown dances. Maybe I'll have to do that from now on. Uh, But if you're looking for like a low cost alternative to get like Red Zone, NFL Network, some of that other stuff, look into Sling TV. I I've been enjoying it so far, and the nice thing is you don't have to sign a contract. So at the end of football season, guess what? I don't have to
2: pay for it anymore. Kind of a win-win-win, right? That's right. Just like the Colts win. That's the fourth win. So with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, We'd like to thank the people who provided today's beers and or cocktails. And I will go first with thanking El Segundo Brewing Company for Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. And I will also give a special shout out to thanking Steve Austin for coming up with this awesome beer. I like
1: how you just like ignored Jordan.
2: Listen, I feel like I've thanked Jordan enough, but I'll give him one more shout. Thank you very much, Jordan. Um, I, you know, you know. I'm also.
1: I want to thank Stone Cold Steve Boston for selling Jordan a beer to give to me.
2: Right, <laughs> right. Thank you, Stone Cold, for giving Jordan the opportunity to buy me a beer. <laughs> there you go. I've never heard more gratitude in my life.
1: Yeah. I'm going to call out uh, Cake and Knife for their web, cakeandknife.com for the tequila sage smash recipe I got from their website. Uh, again, link will be in the show notes, but uh, thank you.
0: And I'd like to thank Knee Deep Brewing Company for their oopsie dehazy.
2: Please make sure you're going on to all social media and following us at DAWF Podcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Untapped Hashtag follow the email DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you're sending us... Your you know daily thoughts and or thoughts on the podcast and or any recommendations of bits that you guys would like to see come back around. Um, obviously we heard uh, some feedback from this past weekend and we added them on to today's episode. So we're very nimble like that.
1: Squeaky wheels gets the grease.
2: Correct. <laughs> uh, please make sure you're going on to iTunes and giving us a five star rating. That is really the best way for people to find out about us. Also, make sure you guys are telling your friends, um, you know, or grandma's pastor. Please make sure you're going to Patreon and subscribing. We just put up some new content over there. So make sure you go check that out. If you're a subscriber or if not, get on that because why are you not a subscriber already? Also, make sure you guys are clicking on our Amazon affiliate link.
1: Todd, speaking of the Amazon affiliate link.
2: Yes. Yes, over. <laughs>
1: what, are you, what do you got for us this week on expensive things you can buy on Amazon.com? The website, not the not the river in the rainforest.
2: Okay, so today's most expensive item that you can buy on Amazon.com are Lamb of God vestments. Ooh, tell me more. So as it turns out, religious garb is expensive. These Lamb of God garments are likely made specifically for professionals of the faith, so it's probably on par with other uniforms that people need for work. The price that you can buy them on Amazon for are $3,655. Wow. Oh, wow. Who knew vestments could be so much money? Who who did know? But if you had to spend that type of money, wouldn't you like to click on our Amazon affiliate link and give your favorite podcast some money? Yeah, just
1: click on it, search vestments, and
2: there you go. Perfect. And yeah, and we should clarify that. If you click on that Amazon affiliate link, you don't just have to click on, you don't just have to buy the items that we talk about here. You can buy anything. If you want to buy, you know, this month's toilet paper supply, just click on our link, buy it from there. We're all good to go. (laughs) I don't think you'd get that much
1: money from me on that one, Todd.
2: <laughs> well, maybe we don't know. We're gonna find out via uh, Obert's toilet Graham, or yeah, to- toilet, toilet gram, gram. I like it. <laughs> Obert's toilet Graham. There you go.
0: That's I it. Got, I got <laughs> uh,
1: that's awesome. <laughs>
2: And so with that, do you guys have anything else to add before Send we head off to Olivia,
1: folks? We challenged you last week and you failed. Send us your general thoughts.
2: Oh, Obert laying down the smackdown. Oh damn! All right, with that, my name's Todd My name's Chris. <laughs> my name,
0: my name's
1: Toilets Graham. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> my name's Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone,
0: do it with friends. <laughs> <laughs> You know it's gonna uh, be sad. Your your oh, o- wow. Obert's toilet is gonna get more followers than Way our podcast. More followers,
2: person. Yeah. That. That's compelling, <laughs> compelling content right there. <laughs>